Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, Rabbi Schneider will be explaining the significance of the fall holy days, which begin this weekend with Rosh Hashanah. This fall holy day begins this Sunday night at sunset and ends at nightfall on Tuesday. Just like our cars need regular maintenance and tune-ups, so do we. And today, Rabbi Schneider explains why this is the season that God set aside for our spiritual check-in. Discover why it's important for us to keep our eyes open and our ears tuned in to hear the blast of the shofar. This message comes from our special holiday series titled Yahweh's Fall Holy Days. And today's lesson is called Preceded by a Shofar. So let's get started. Here is Rabbi Schneider. Did you know that the Creator has a calendar? That's right. Even as we have calendars in America and other parts of the world, the Lord, the Creator of the universe, He also has a calendar. It's slightly different than our Gregorian calendar. By Gregorian, I mean the name of the solar system calendar that's used across the world to track time. The Lord's calendar is not based on the sun, The Lord's calendar is based on the moon. It's called a lunar calendar. It's similar in length to the solar calendar, but not exactly. The Lord marked his calendar, this lunar calendar that he's given us. He's marked it with certain appointed days. In fact, this is so important that the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus that we call in Hebrew Vayikra actually walks us through every appointed day on the Creator's calendar. Let's begin today with prayer. Father, we worship you today, and we don't want to miss a thing. Father, I pray that your word would go forth today and it would circumcise our hearts. Father, we declare that your word is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and we ask you, Father, to impart divine truth in us with the laser fire of the living word of God. And all of you that are in agreement with me today, let's speak Hebrew together and say, Amen. Did you know when we say Amen or Amen, it comes from the Hebrew word emunah, which means faith. So when we say Amen, we're affirming that thing that we're saying Amen to. We're saying, yes, I believe. I affirm it. And again, it has to do with faith. The 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus contains God's calendar. And the Lord said to Moses, and he gave these words to Moses, obviously, to give to all his children. The Lord said to Moses, these are my appointed days. These are my holy convocations. So when the Lord tells us that he has holy days, which are to be times of holy convocation, days that are set apart for his people, so that he can have a special meeting with them. I think those of you that love God would agree with me today. We don't want to miss one of God's sacred days because we don't want to miss one of his appointments. The Lord is actually giving us his appointments. He actually said, these are my appointed days. In the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus, let's begin there. 
just with the introduction to all these days in verse one and two. The grass withers and the flowers fade, beloved one, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear God's word for you right now. The Lord spoke again to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, the Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. These days, although originally given to Israel, are not just for Israel only because the Bible says that all of God's elect, Jew and Gentile alike, in Yeshua, in Jesus, have now become the Israel of God. So the church is known prophetically in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, as the Israel of God. Now the church has not replaced Israel, and spiritual Israel has not replaced national Israel. But the point is, is that you have been grafted in, if you're a Gentile, through your living faith in Yeshua, you've been grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. I say all that to say this. These appointed days of the Lord, beloved ones, are for you as well, if you're a believer in the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is also the God of Israel. We're going to begin then in verse number 24 of Leviticus, chapter number 23. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder, by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. Let's read it again slowly. There's two things that I'm wanting to point out and draw your attention to on the first verse. The first thing that I'm wanting us to see together is when this holy day happens. And the second thing that I want us to focus on is what we're supposed to do on this holy day. When does it happen and what are we supposed to do? So first of all, we find out that this feast happens on the first day of the seventh month in God's calendar, which in Hebrew is called the month of Tishrei. So we read in verse number 24, in the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation, and you shall not do any laborious work. What I find really fascinating, beloved ones, about this is that there's really not a whole lot of information here. We know that it's to be celebrated, it's to be honored. We know when it takes place on the first day of the month of Tishrei. And we know that we're supposed to blow trumpets as a reminder and not work. The question becomes, why are we blowing the trumpets? And what is the blowing of the trumpets to remind us of? Why do we blow trumpets? And what does the blowing of the trumpet remind us of? And that's what I want to begin to focus on on today's broadcast. When Israel would think about blowing a trumpet and they should be reminded of something when that trumpet blows, what immediately comes to mind is in the 19th chapter of the book of Exodus, when three million Jewish people, Israelites, 
were gathered in the wilderness at the base of Mount Sinai, and as they were gathered at the bottom of the mountain, they heard from heaven a divine cosmic shofar begin to sound. If you can imagine what you felt like at certain points in your life when you were standing outside, and all of a sudden it thundered, a thunder cracked through the sky, and when that thunder cracked through the sky, it was so powerful, you shook because of the awesome power of it. That's what Israel felt at the base of Mount Sinai when that trumpet began to sound. The Bible tells us they began to tremble. They were so terrified, they told Moses to ask the Lord to stop speaking to them. They said to Moses, you go up the mountain and talk to him, and then come back down and tell us what he said. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number, 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. Now, I want to compartmentalize our thoughts. I want you to wrap your mind around something. I might begin to declare this, that there was a cosmic shofar, a divine shofar from heaven that sounded approximately 3,500 years ago in the wilderness, that three million Israelites were gathered at the base of the mountain and heard it. It was so powerful, it terrified them. And it might almost feel a bit like a fairy tale. It happened so long ago, we weren't there. Some might be wondering, did that really happen? Many people teach that the Bible tells us good moral truths and that there's good uh, lessons we can learn from it, but they don't believe it's fact. I am here today as the host of Discovering the Jewish Jesus, beloved one, telling you that this is a fact, that 3,500 years ago, literally 3 million Jews approximately were gathered at the base of Mount Sinai and a cosmic shofar sounded from heaven. How do I know that's true? Well, number one, faith. But beyond faith, which is a gift of God, I know it because when I think about the Jewish people today, myself, I'm 100% Ashkenazi Jew. So when I look at my life, I look at the culture I grew up in, the Jewish people being so tightly knit together, looking at how successful they've been in business, the amount of Nobel Prizes that Jewish people have won, the fact that Jewish people were exiled out of Israel several times. We read about it in the Hebrew Bible, and then again in the Brich Hadashad, the New Testament, because of sin, they were dispersed to all the nations of the world, separated from each other by oceans. They couldn't communicate because there was no technology, you know, 200 years ago, and this goes way far, farther back than 200 years ago. 
This goes back 3,000, you know, two, between two to 3,000 years ago. Separated by ocean, could not communicate by mail, by technology, and yet the Jewish people, regardless of where on the earth they were living, they didn't assimilate by and large into the other nations. They retained their Jewish identity. And in fact, they've been celebrating Passover, regardless of where they've lived in the world, for 3,500 years. It's the oldest feast in the world. So what do I mean by Passover? Well, the thing that preceded Israel coming to the base of Mount Sinai was that they were delivered out of Egypt by the blood of the Passover lamb. God delivered them out of Egypt, part of the sea, and then brought them to the base of Mount Sinai. Jewish people today, 3,500 years later, I'm speaking in approximate numbers, 3,500 years later, have been celebrating Passover every single year since. How could this be possible unless what the Bible says happened really happened? How could Jewish people retain their identity? retained their language, even though they didn't speak Hebrew as a common language of communication, they still read the Torah in Hebrew. How did they retain their identity when the Babylonians have come and gone, the Persians have come and gone, the Medes have come and gone, and all the other ites have come and gone, yet the Jewish people retain their identity, retain their celebration of Passover, the oldest feast in the world. How did that happen? because God really met them at Sinai. The shofar blew from heaven. They quaked and they thundered and they never forgot it. And so on this holy day called the Feast of Trumpets, the Jewish people are commanded to celebrate every year. We just read about this in the 24th verse of Leviticus 23, when the Lord said, I want you to blow the shofar every year on the first day of the seventh month and remember, what they remember is how God blew a shofar from heaven and when the shofar grew louder and louder and louder and the people were trembling and quaking, collapsing under the power, then the Lord spoke. So the announcement of the voice of God into the world the announcement of God's power and kingdom into the earth was preceded by a trumpet, by a shofar. Now, all these holy days that are found in Leviticus chapter 23 not only had application and have application in their original historic context, which I just overviewed with you, but all these holy days, beloved ones, are prophetic and find their ultimate fulfillment in Messiah Yeshua, in King Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the entire Torah. He's the fulfillment of the entire Tanakh or Old Testament. Everything points to him. That's why after Yeshua rose from the dead... His disciples didn't know that he had risen from the dead, yet they were just completely broken. All they knew is that the one that they had left everything to follow, Yeshua of Nazareth, all they knew is that the Romans had crucified him and they had lost their hope. They didn't know what happened. They were living in a state of total brokenness and confusion. Again, Jesus had risen from the dead, but they didn't know he rose from the dead. All they knew was the tomb was empty. And they're walking on a road, we read in the Gospels, 
to a city towards Emmaus. Emmaus is the name of the city. And they're all downcast. Everything that they had hoped for, everything that they had believed in for was crushed. The Messiah that they left all for had been crucified. And the scripture tells us that as they were walking downcast in soul, suddenly a stranger approached them. Now the stranger was Jesus. But to the disciples, he appeared as a stranger because Jesus took on a physical body that was not the same body that they knew him in when he had walked with them for three years. So this one that's Jesus appears to them as a stranger and Jesus says to them, what's, what's wrong? And they said to him, oh, are you Meshuggan? Are you, don't you know what's going on here? The one that we thought that was the Messiah of Israel that was gonna deliver Israel from the oppression of the Romans and restore Israel's glory, he's been crucified. And then Jesus appearing to them as a stranger, the scripture tells us, took them on a journey through the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms and showed them all those things that were hidden beneath the pages of scripture that pointed to the Messiah and how he was gonna suffer and die. And then he opened their eyes to understand the scriptures and they realized it was Jesus that was talking to them. And they saw how the entire Bible was prophetic and pointed to Jesus. The point is, beloved, the Bible finds its climax in the person of Yeshua, it all points to him. And these holy days all point to Jesus. That's why Jesus was crucified on Passover, buried on unleavened bread, rose on the feast of first fruits, and sent his spirit on the day that we call Pentecost, which is called in Hebrew Shavuot. Jesus fulfilled all the spring feast, and he's also gonna fulfill the fall feast. So I just wanna pray with you right now. Father God, we love you today. And as we're entering into this holy time of year, these days that you said are your appointed days, we don't wanna treat them casually. Father, we don't wanna just push them aside. We don't wanna say, oh, that's interesting and not pay any attention to them. Father, you take them seriously and we take them seriously. Father, you said these are your appointed days for us, that you've made an appointment with us and Father, we don't want to miss the appointment. Father, deliver us from not showing up to meet with you when you want to do something very special for us. Father, we love you today, and I pray that you would prepare all our hearts to receive everything that you have for us in King Messiah Yeshua. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. To learn more about Jesus, please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click the link that says Find Jesus. You'll find a couple of videos there along with a prayer request form and two books that we'd like to send you for free just for letting us know that you made a decision to walk with Jesus. And then if you'd like to go deeper in your study on this important study on the 
fall holy days, let me invite you to take a few moments to explore all the resources and study tools that we have available. You'll find loads of messianic content online at our website that's designed to take you deeper into your faith. And there's even a page where you can partner with us as we continue to share the good news of Messiah with those who need to hear it the most. Now here is Rabbi to tell us more. I love this time of year. It brings back such happy memories. Again, Jewish people celebrate this as the Jewish New Year. And I want to encourage you, if the Lord's blessing you through this ministry, if you've just been are being strengthened by it, encouraged by it, if it's bringing joy in your life, as we're now in the season of the Jewish New Year, would you make a commitment, if you're not already, to financially support us? It's a spiritual principle. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that we should financially support those ministries that are feeding us spiritually. So a lot of times during a new year, people make a decision to perhaps change a behavior in their life, to grow in an area that they wanna see advancement in. And if the Lord once again is blessing you through this ministry, I wanna ask you to honor him with your finances through this ministry. Beloved, not only will it come back to you, press down good measure and running over into your lap according to the word of God, but you'll make it possible for others to be blessed as well. Thank you for your financial support. We've made it easy to give your special Fall Holy Days offering by calling 800-777-7835. Or if God is calling you to become a monthly partner with us this year, then please sign up right now by going online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your monthly partnership enables us to broadcast in almost 200 nations, reaching Israel and the world in places where the blowing of the shofar is recognizable. And as our way of saying tada rabah, thank you very much in Hebrew for your monthly gifts and partnership. We'll also send you an audio message of rabbi teaching at his home church in Ohio, along with our latest newsletter that's filled with lots of special insight and details on our latest outreach efforts. You know, speaking of our outreach efforts, rabbi's going to be preaching in Israel during the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, as it's called in Hebrew. We'd love for you to experience this opportunity with us. Just visit our website for more information. You'll find all the details by clicking Rabbi Live at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you find that you have some extra time this weekend, feel free to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a quick note online or send a card or letter in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. You can also connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But now here is Rabbi with a special blessing for this holiday weekend that begins Sunday, September the 25th at sunset and ends at nightfall on Tuesday, September the 27th. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man, the words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider continues this special holiday series titled Yahweh's Fall Holy Days. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.